Around the Dapper Sports Podcast. What up, what up, what up, what up? I am in the closet. Again, I put myself in here, and to be quite frank, um, well, I can't be frank because my name is Kai, but to be honest, this closet is curing my claustrophobia. Starting with this uh, whole setup when I had it in here, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make it because it is so much. And now I'm just like, put me in a box, dude. I'm like, Houdini, what is up? And guess what? I don't even do it for myself. I do it for y'all. Shout out to everyone that's been listening. Everyone that's been sending me love on Twitter. Big shout out to the Kaiser NFT. Yeah, cool name. Especially because it has my name in it. Kai, Kaiser NFT. He shouted me out over Twitter. I hooked him up with uh, some moments, you know, just, just just some moments, you know, because I'm a baller. I got cash like that, homies. I got, no, I don't, honestly. Kaiser, if you could send me those back, that'd be great. I'd really appreciate that because I can't get any money or gas for my car. Nah, I'm kidding. Keep them. What's going on, everyone? How's it going? Yes, shout out to the Kaiser NFT. Um guys on twitter he followed me up shouted me out it was like dude i love your podcast and i was like bruh i love you i love you no but for real i I love when people shout me out um just give me feedback like hey dude i listen to your podcast um that that means the world to me so shout out to the kaiser nft hailing from vancouver and it's funny how i just put my hand in a like megaphone type vancouver um, I was actually talking to him in the messages, and I, I don't know if you guys think this is funny, but I was like saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's like a, a Minnesotan thing. Um, you could hear me right there, don't you know? Minnesotan thing. And he was like, no, I, I watched the, te- you know, what was it? Um, how I Met Your Mother. And he's like, I know all about him. But in that same comment, I was like, it's kind of like how the Canadians always say, sorry. And then he was like, oh, I'm from Vancouver. And I was like, how cool no i i actually am i want to go to vancouver soon actually and it has nothing to do with dapper i know that's all there but it has everything to do with i have heard from so many people that vancouver is like one of the most underrated spots in north america um and i really want to go now like when it comes to canada i've been to like thunder bay i guess i'm just talking to the kaiser nft and all my all my canadian friends I'm from Minnesota. I'm basically Canadian, guys. If you guys were going to take one state away from the United States, it would be us. Like, look at all the hockey we're playing over here. Um, but yeah, no, I really want to go to Vancouver. So, uh, Kaiser, let me know some cool spots to go. And heck, I might even meet up with you when I'm there. Not in a weird way. Not like a creeper. Just as your favorite podcast host. He's like, actually, um... Mike Dudinsky is my favorite. And then I go, not going to Vancouver. I'm kidding. How do I have this much energy, folks? Because I have a caffeinated cafe, Miel, right next to me. And when you put me in this closet, magic happens. We're going to do a little deeper dive into UFC. We're going to do a little different kind of thing with NBA Top Shot. I I feel like I kind of dipped into it a lot on that Overflow podcast. And I like the name Overflow. I don't know. I kind of like it 
kind of seems just like me. Like, I want to do emergency pods, but it's kind of like Bill Simmons' thing, if you know who that is. He's like the pod guy, they call him. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I like that name. And let's get back on track as we have, yeah, a good amount of stuff today. Notice how I didn't say a lot of stuff to catch up today because, yes, I do have some Top Shot stuff to talk about, but honestly I'm waiting for like next week I think we're gonna find out a lot next week with NBA Top Shot so I kind of have some questions to ask you guys and for you guys to not respond back because this is a one-way type of communication but if you wanna you know hit me up you know how to do that right no I don't Kai oh okay let me tell you uh hit me up on around the dapper sports pod on twitter or around the dapper sports pod on instagram or you know send me an old-fashioned email that i need to check more of i probably have like a billion people that have emailed me probably not i feel like email is like kind of going the way of you know typewriters and some sense but um around the dapper sports pod at gmail.com and i swear i will be more on task as the pod goes on but dude like it is seven o'clock it is I'm halfway through that drink. I got it with my girlfriend right before we started. I'm like, this is good. This is good. Now watch me crash. So um, I'm going to move the NFL draft stuff back a week just because we have more time to to look at that. And we're going to take a look at NFL free agents. And we'll talk a little bit about NFL all day. But when it comes to both of those things, there's just little nuggets throughout the week. Um, We're going to talk about the the wheel real quick on NBA Top Shot. We'll talk about the pack that was just dropped on NFL all day. And then again, yeah. A little more UFC strike, and you guys get to hear me butcher some names today. So again, if you know how to pronounce those names right, hit me up. You know what to do it. I'm not going to say it again because I already told you. So with that being said, shout out to everyone that has been, you know, hitting me up. Again, there are people that, there's one especially too that uh, hit me up and was talking to me about an idea for the pod, which brings me to the next one. How many of you are into, um, and I, I might if I screw this one up, but MLB, I think it's called like MLB Candy, right? It's an NFT. Um, I know that MLB just got their season back. Uh, the lockout is over now, so I, I, I'm not sure where that's starting. I do like baseball. I do you know, watch it when I can. The Twins have been really bad, but they've also won two World Series, so <laughs> I don't only get mad at them because they've won and none of my other franchises have. But if you're into that, let me know because I also would tackle that. Now, would I change the name of the pod? Probably. That would be weird. Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'd keep it around the Dapper, and Dapper would have nothing to do with Dapper Labs. Maybe I would do that. I'm free. I'm cool with it. But, um, yeah, let's get me a tranquilizer and start the rest of the show. We're going to cover the market like we usually do. But let's start out with UFC Jab. Yeah, the Jab. Yep, there's one right there, and there's another one. And how about one like this? Ooh, that one was... Sorry about that, everyone. So, with that being said, thank you for listening, and let's start the show. Let's talk about UFC Strike and the Jab. Welcome to the Jab, where I tackle everything on UFC Strike. One thing I just want to say real quick, UFC Strike, need to do a little better right now. I mean, when it started, they were much more active on social media. I just see a lot of down periods. It's like they almost don't talk about it unless... There is a fight, or there's a fight coming, um, or there's a challenge. I don't know. The schedule for UFC is a little different than all these other sports, 
but I would like to see a little more interaction. So I'm gonna do a better job though of going over there because I follow them. I just don't see a lot of UFC strike stuff on my timeline or even on my Insta timeline. So yeah, that's just a real quick criticism, but I'd never say it to their face, any of them, because they would all beat me up. But no, this week I took a little more time, tried to dive in to the UFC, tried to you know figure some stuff out about it. And again, as a person who's not huge into the UFC, it can be a little frustrating or it can be a little confusing for me because I don't know all the, you know, who the good guys are. But if you know a lot about UFC Strike, contact me. I'm not going to say my names again, uh, my social medias. I'm going to try to do that only like three more times. But give me a give me a shout out. Tell me if I'm saying something wrong, uh, a name. And guess what? I already had to re-record this part because I was screwing up on one name the entire time. Figure out which one it is. <laughs> so let's start. Uh, last weekend, we had Julian Marquez. He was in the Discord talking to fans. They threw that out on Twitter after I just criticized them about their Twitter. But yes, during that fight, they're like, hey, they had an ad. Julian Marquez was like, I'm signing up for this Discord. I'm going to come and talk to you about the Colby Covington, Jorge Mazavidel fight. Um, if you don't know who Julian Marquez is, Marquez, middleweight division, uh, ultimate fighting champion. Marquez, 9-2 in his UFC career with six knockouts and two losses by decision. And yeah, they just did a really quick ad talking to the UFC strike fans. And he's like, let's talk about this fight. You're going to watch the fight? Come join me in Discord. I can, you know, tell you what's going on in this fight, who I got to win, what strategies might be approached. And all in all, that's a really good way to keep people involved on UFC strike, especially hardcore fans like Green Grove Girl. Yeah, she's the hardcore fan. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, just a really good way to do that, you know, having interaction. I think that's going to really work cool with UFC Strike. Because right now, I do think it's like a very niche audience more so than a lot of these other ones. So it'll be cool to see with UFC Strike and how much more they will do out of that. But during these fights, that's that's pretty, you know, bad A, in my opinion. Um, to have a guy and, and to give more experience to fans, more knowledge to fans, that's a great way to not only build the people who are in the NFTs in UFC Strike, but also gain knowledge about the sport. <clears throat> like I try to do. <clears throat> oh, Kai, you're the greatest. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so check it out. They're, they're probably going to do another one for UFC 273, which is coming up. And let's talk about it. Now, when it comes to the fight, UFC main fight 272, Covington, Colby Covington came in at 17-3. and three. As of June of 2021, he was the number one UFC welterweight uh, in the world. Nine of his wins coming by decisions and only one of his loss coming by knockout. He would be considered, you know, I would say he's like the villainous role in the UFC. Um, as I did more search, it definitely seemed like that. Colby Covington kind of likes to be the beep hole of the, of the, I mean, kind of like the WWF guy uh, in this and but it has a big following and a lot of people love him and why not 17 and 3 as he's come in and right uh, before he came into this game he was coming off a loss and he faced the number one pound per pound fighter in the UFC Kamori Osman again if I'm messing it up <laughs> let me know um, fun fact though two of Covington's three losses have kind of come against Usman um, so it, it tells you something about him. Only one loss has come from somebody not named um, Kamari Usman. So if Usman, the number one pound for pound fighter in UFC, is the only guy beating him, 
and he's lost two out of the three. That means only one, yeah, one other guy has taken down Colby Covington coming into this fight. And guess what? It wasn't Maz Vidal. No. So he came in ranked seventh at age 37. Now, am I, you know, he's in the welterweight division. He's 35 and 16. He's kind of like the elder statesman, I feel like, of the UFC. But out of his two losses, only two have been by knockout his entire career. And 16 of 35 of his wins have been by knockout. So, as much as I'm saying he's the older statesman, nobody ever knocks him out. So he seems to be a fighter that can really last through five rounds. But in this fight, it did show that he kind of maybe has age catching up to him. I, I looked at an old... Um, I didn't get to watch that fight over the weekend, but I did watch a replay of it. And he was no match for Covington. And he didn't get knocked out in this fight, but he did lose by decision after five rounds. And then I was looking into some of the nude articles, and it said, hey, a lot of people didn't like the fight style. It's like he wasn't ever going to attack. He just was there to collect a paycheck, um, essentially. But heck, who the hell am I to judge, right? Who am I? He'd beat me up if I said this to his face. But, uh, yeah, so... Other fights going on in UFC 272, we had a featherweight fight. It was Edson Barboza and Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell taking the win there, a decision after three rounds. He turned 15-1, and one. great start for Bryce Mitchell, and Edson Barboza goes to 22-11. and 11. Then the welterweight fight of 272 was Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. Oliveira coming in at 22-11-1, and, and Kevin Holland coming in at 21-7. and seven. He, Kevin, would get the knockout in round two, 38 seconds in, total knockout over Alex Oliveira, who falls there to 22-12-1, and, and Kevin Oliveira, or I'm sorry, Kevin Holland going to 22-7. The last fight that I saw that night was heavyweight fight between Sergey Spivak who came in 13 and 3 and Greg Hardy who came in 7 and 4 that match round uh, ended in a total TKO after one round didn't even finish the round that was about uh, 2 minutes and 16 seconds in and Spivak uh, total knockout on Greg Hardy he goes to 14 and 3 Greg Hardy going to 7 and 5 so as I butcher probably some of that, but I'm trying, guys. Look at me. Be proud. Hercules! Hercules! What's coming up next? Well, it's UFC 273, and we have two belt fights. We have UFC featherweight champion bout between Alexander Volosnovsky and former title challenger Chan Sung Jung, and is expected to be the headline fight. We also have the UFC bantamweight championship title unification rematch between current champion Alamein Sterling and former champion current interim title holder Peter Yan and that's expected to take place right before the main event so if you're looking forward to those two that is coming up uh, I believe that fight is happening as I checked yeah that fight will be happening in the first week of April so stay tuned and, and what I'm trying to do right now is just you know, 
get us into something where it's like, if you are invested in this space, at least you know who's fighting, at least you know who's winning. That's a start. It's a start for me. Um, if you guys have anything else about the UFC strike that you want to, you know, let me know about the fighting, let me know. You know, hit me up in my DMs or Twitter. So, no challenges to update you guys on. But again, gonna keep our eyes on fights, you know? Um, it's a great way to learn about a new sport. It's kind of been interesting. And it's a great way to throw haymakers in my closet, right? When I'm talking about the UFC and I'm like, ah, get out of here. All right. When it comes to the market, the floor is still staying around $4. And as of recording, it's around, you know, it's 8 p.m. on Saturday, $23,000. A little more than 1,300 transactions. And you know what? To be honest, I'm interested to see where this market gets moving. It's kind of just flatlined in the last couple of weeks. Um, especially since our last pod and i'd like to see you know what can they do with this market how can they bring new users in it's going to be you know pretty interesting to see and it actually kind of it's kind of nice you know i don't have any moments like i've said before in the ufc strike but as i keep learning about some some of this stuff you know i definitely am going to at some at some point here be buying ufc strike but one thing if i've learned with all of this don't buy much of what you don't know about just good advice you don't have to follow it like i say don't follow any of this stuff if you don't want to but don't just buy stuff because you're missing out with like fomo lesson learned so you guys don't have to over here this is something i like to do just with ufc strike i was thinking about kind of doing it with the other ones but we'll see as this goes on the leader right now on the most spent in ufc strike and the number one holder who else do you think it is? The king, the queen, whatever you want to call them. Green Grove girl. She is dominating the marketplace right now. She or he. It could be a guy. I don't know. I'm just going with what the name says. Green Grove girl. But who knows? It could be a dog for all I know. Um, she is dominating the marketplace. She has $49,000 in moments. Uh, it, the second place is about $30,000 less than her. Just below $20,000. So yeah. That is our checkup on the UFC strike. Again, if you guys want to tell me, you know more stuff about this, you guys think it needs to be heard over my podcast, let me know. I would love to have you guys you know, give me information that you guys have. Or heck, come on the show. I don't care. Come on the show. Let me know what you have. But please, no punching. Namaste. All right, let's get out of that zen moment and let's talk about the market. So, NBA Top Shot. We talked about the NBA uh, Top Shot marketplace on the last episode, and to be honest, it hasn't really changed much. It's anything a little down from even the last time I talked to you guys. So, let's take a look at some of the sets that are at least up right now. The S3 Rising Stars set, that's up 8% in the last three days. Another set that is up is the WNBA run it back set that is up four percent and in the future i'm going to be talking more about the wmba i'll probably even have segments for it and did you guys hear about uh, uh britney griner oh my over in russia she i'm just gonna go a little political here no not like totally political but she was in russia and she had like a thc pen hey guys if you're smoking the ganja take it from somebody that used to smoke the ganja i'll dabble here and there but um if you ever are like never fly with it what are you doing never fly with it never fly with it right now especially but um 
yeah, she has been uh, arrested over in Russia. Hopefully that ends very soon for her. Um, I know that must be heartbreaking for a lot of the people that, uh, you know, I believe she has a wife. Um, I'm not sure if she has kids or anything, but I, I just saw that on the news and I was like, Brittany Griner was arrested in Russia at a time like this? I was like, no. And I don't care who gets arrested, you know, it's always a bad thing. But if there's one thing, I, and not from personal experience, <clears throat> don't fly with weed. Ever. Even if it's legal right now, man. Some people are like, I fly with weed all the time. And great, good. But like, there's just so many things that can go wrong with that. There can, you know, I don't have to tell you guys. None of my audience smokes weed. But yeah, I just heard about that and I was like, oh my gosh, that's insane. So going back to some better news right now, um, maybe not better enough news, but the NBA playoff set is also up 2%. Playoffs are coming up. We're like a month or so away from the NBA playoffs starting. I know some teams have like 17 games left. Um, for my flippers out there, if you're looking to flip, I couldn't see anything else right now, personally on this market, that wouldn't be looking at playoff moments for a flip, you know? Um, not a time to be throwing those in for trade tickets, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, keep a lookout for those NBA playoff moments. I'm not saying, you know, go, you can flip them, but um, up 2%, I'm guessing that's with a little bit of anticipation for the upcoming playoff um, NBA series. So, when it comes to sets that are down, game recognized game set is down 16%, around 280. And guys, if there's one thing I've told you on this pod, it is that that is a set that in the future I do think will actually go up. I mean, it's the first narrated set on Top Shot, and it's by KD. And do you remember when he narrated those? He's like, this is my KD impression. Uh, this is Anthony Edwards. Yeah, like, he dunks on the whole. He's and he does it fast, he's gonna be fast for years. It's like, sweet. Thank you, KD. Thank you for the narration. I really, I really liked it. It was very in-depth, but I'm not hating. It's a very cool set. I'm sure they'll get better at that with time. I just thought it was funny because I know people were like, yo, KD's gonna tell us a lot. And KD's just like, that guy's good. That's why I picked him. So game recognized set uh, down 16%. Another set that is down, it's the All-Star set. That is down almost 16%. Now let's take a look at the NFL All-Day Market. And I'm not going to get too big yet into moments. I still think it's far too early to see it. We got to get this all waved out. But I'm going to take a look at some of the sets. He called game. That set, um, since the beginning, is down 36 Make the stop. That's an S1 common set. That set is down 24%. In the trenches is down 23%. And the iconic set is down 22 But then when we go all the way up, I hope you guys know that song. Uh, launch codes, a set that has 17 plays. That is up 6.3% in the last seven days. Game changers, that's an S1 rare set. Uh, you just need four plays for that one. That one is $623 right now. That is up 4.36%. Conference Championship S1 uh, common set. That's 14 plays. That is right now going for $5,941. That is up four, uh, uh, yeah, about 4% uh, 
Um, it, and I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna kind of give you. Okay, I know I don't like to give advice, but I'm just gonna say this real quick because there's one thing I've noticed that started, and I'm not trying to pick a fight because I'd probably win it. But one thing that I've just noticed right now is that there's a lot of accounts that are starting to take this posture of this is pumping, this is gonna go up, guys. I know this is gonna go up. Follow me. This is gonna go up. I'm gonna say this real quick. One thing I've also learned is that that is a position I believe that some of these accounts take that are connected to certain things that are maybe a little more dependent on Top Shot for their brand. Do what you want with that that I just said there. Um, but if you're following along, be careful of people that tell you like this is going to go up and this is going to go up and this is going to go up. Yes. Do I believe NFL all day will go up? Yes. But to what extent? I have no idea. Is it too high right now? Some people are like, is it too high? No, but nobody knows. That's very, um, I think, very needed sometimes to be said. If something does blow up, go off of your gut instinct. And again, that's not advice. Follow somebody if you want. But I've just noticed that especially when I started an NBA Top Shot. I started following people that were like, this is going to go up. This is going to go up. Again, I'm not going to name names. They're still out there. They also still have... Uh, never mind. But they did that, and then I was like, oh, I'm listening to them. And then it kind of came into like that big crash point. And so one thing I've noticed is that like I'm just going to be more aware of those type of things. I'm not this like great collector of these things. But I like looking at all these different aspects and just delivering a straight line of information because sometimes I'm like, ooh, people should know that. People should know that. People should know that. Because I do believe that this space will be along for it will be around for a long time. But some people I do believe maybe have different reasons for why they're telling you things are going to blow up at some point. So do what you want with that. And another thing that I just want to say when it comes to the all-day market is guys, remember. Look at how much a moment has been released. How much is still in packs. And you can find out all that information. I have just noticed that a lot of people came in to the NFL all day market. And I think I did even a little bit myself. But then it's like they're releasing some of this stuff differently than they released the NBA all uh, NBA Top Shot things. When NBA Top Shot kind of released those packs in the beginning a lot of the quantity was released and it was around you know a thousand you know, 1500 2000 type of things they kept very little in packs and some are still in packs today yes but very little were ever left in packs when it comes to nfl all day just because we're in beta closed um they didn't do that with nfl all day so yes there are moments out there that don't have that many left right that are still in packs kind of like top shot but there are many many more moments out there with these releases that are still going to be available in the future to the public so just remember that is one thing that i keep seeing over and over again i've had some people ask me about like the quantities of packs in my inbox um just something to keep your head up and also guys make sure you're putting a zero where a zero needs supposed to go i've seen some things go outrageously low just because somebody thought they were putting in 60 but they put six bucks and yeah i mean that's that's an accident but just double check all right that's the market now let's catch you up with nba top shot <clears throat> the human torch was denied a bank loan let's catch you up with nba top shot and 
I'm gonna be, you know, covering the reaction to the All-Star drop. Uh, I'll briefly touch on that in the breakdown. There was, you know, the wheel challenge. I'll, I'll briefly talk about that in the breakdown. But with this last, you know, uh, week's challenge with I did with the Overflow podcast, we are very caught up. Um, we're gonna be talking about Roham here in a second, but there wasn't that much this weekend. Like, honestly, there, there was the drop. The trade tickets were a big part of that. So there's not so much to keep you caught up on, but there are challenges going on right now. So one of the challenge is the all-star challenge uh, that you need to have completed within 24 hours of when it started. So I believe that started Friday, I believe. So, I mean, if you're listening to this tonight, you probably don't have much more time, but that challenge will be wrapping up. That is for your Steph Curry all-star game moment. You know, that's pretty dope moment actually no defense being played but who needs defense when you have Steph Curry nailing like 15 threes in one game um so that challenge is up also we have the fresh threads showcase challenge for that is for CJ McCollum's fresh thread moment who has been succeeding very well with his new team the Pelicans and we also have the Rookie Flash Challenge. Um, that's create a challenge entry with nine total moments. So that's happening right now. And if you're listening to this tomorrow, because I'm putting this out on Saturday, um, Friday, you needed any moment from each of the top three players combined in steals and blocks. Saturday, March 12th, you needed any moment from each of the top three players in combined rebounds and assists. And then tomorrow night, because I gotcha, Sunday, March 13th, you need any moment from each of the top three players in most scored points. So, complete those. You would get a Series 2 base set pack. You can also do the Veteran Challenge, um, and that's an entry with nine moments. Again, but you're using non-base set moments to um, finish the challenge there. Same format though you're just going to be using the non-base set moments for each of the three days over the weekend again more coming next week we'll get you caught up on but right now you are all caught up it's a lot of speculation on this end today and one thing i will say is i do want to dedicate an episode and i want to know what you guys have to hear about about the fe's and all of these moments that be keep being created because I wonder how much these challenges, and it's something I want to look up, but how much do they keep getting people to participate? Because I, for one, haven't completed a challenge in like two weeks. Um, I don't even look right now because, again, it just makes a little more sense to buy it, most of them, if and after somebody completes the challenge. So it's an incentive for people who are completing it. If the numbers are low, you know, it should be going pretty high, but you've seen some of these challenges get complete that don't even get that high and it's like you paid all that money and now you're selling it i don't know it's a weird market um again not saying don't do challenges i know they're fun i would love to see a little more of like a fantasy aspect but we can talk about that later so you are all caught up on nba top shot i need more coffee you guys are listening you're like no you don't dude you're going like a million miles an hour well that's what i do sorry yeah i hit the wall my neighbor gets really mad. Nice guy, though. He invited me over for dinner the other day. And I said, you know, what's for dinner? And he's like, blueberry pie. I said, that's for dinner? He's like, yo. I said, yeah. Um, that's a dessert. And he got very offended because he's like, you can have blueberry pie anytime. And I said, sir, you're scaring me. And I walked away. But he's a great guy. So, I don't know what my problem is. Can Sorry, everyone. Calm down. Me, but I am hyphy. Uh, 
NFL all day. Let's get you caught up. Again, we did have the week 18 drop on NFL all day. Again, I'm just going to go out and, and get caught up. Again, there's not so much here that you need to get caught up in with NFL all day. It's been the same kind of thing, you know, dropping a pack every week like they promised. But from the week 18 pack, we saw Russell Wilson dazzling with four TDs in his last outing with Seattle. I know they really pumped Boom, that. Some of you might be like, what? Russell Wilson was traded from Seattle? He's not coming back? And it's like, yeah. And I'll get you up to date on that in just a little bit too. We also saw Trevor Lawrence tossing an acrobatic touchdown, Jalen Ramsey making a juggling INT at the goal line, Debo Samuel throwing an unexpected TD pass with the San Francisco 49ers, the Charging staging an unbelievable game-tying drive, the Raiders marching for the win in overtime, TJ Watt tying the NFL sack record, Dak Prescott connecting for a franchise TD record with the Dallas Cowboys, and Jalen Waddell getting his toes down for a score with the Miami Dolphins. And that was this week's pack drop. Now, what I will say in the future, if you're not familiar too much with the NFL, usually week 18, which used to be you know week 17 as they added a game, and look out in the future, they're going to be adding another game. I bet in a couple years, you can almost write me down for that one. Because it's just always been known that if they add one game, they've really always wanted to add two. So this was just a way to add um, and get to that next part where there's going to be two games a year, which also might mean there might be two buys for a team coming up. But when it comes to the last weekend of football, it's usually not the best weekend of moments. It's usually not the best slate of games. Now, will that change because of maybe how many teams go into the playoffs, um, et cetera, et cetera? Yes, we even did see maybe a little more exciting games this year with the last week of football than in years prior. But going forward, you know, always remember a lot of the time, you know, besides, you know, TJ Watt having, you know, the tying NFL sack record. Maybe if you're a Dallas fan, you really want that Dak Prescott franchise TD record. And maybe, I'm just saying, maybe that Russell Wilson uh, touchdown as a Seattle Seahawk, his last one, is meaningful to you. But as you can say, there's nothing there that really says, like, wow. Um, so, and, and that's just, you know, in the future. Last weekend of football, a lot of people kind of, before the playoffs, like rest players, or if they're really out of contention, they won't be playing in the last week of the NFL. Another thing, and, you know, I usually don't do this, I want to get more into this, but this pack was definitely negative EV. A lot of talk about that, and then a lot of confirmation on the way out. Those moments in this pack were really, uh, were really brutal. I know some people bought a pack for you know, 200 or whatever the price for the elite pack was this week, and as you can see, I did not participate in this week because I was like, this is the last week of football. Not a fan. Um, but there are a lot of negative EV or return on these packs. If that ever happens to you, that's why a benefit maybe to you is holding the pack, especially with NFL all day. If you use your resources and, and maybe find somebody you trust, um, there are you know great people out there to trust with that. Um, I'm just trying to think of a few, but I can't. If you don't even know, just hold on to the pack. You might be able to sell it at a later date. You know, sometimes that value in the pack, and especially with NFL All Day, because you can, you know, sell the pack later, might 
actually keep the value high in those pack rather than opening it and seeing the moments you got and being like, wow, this pack was very negative EEs, EEV. So just keep a lookout for that uh, with NFL All Day. Okay, we got you caught up with NFL All Day. I'm gonna go take a bite of food and then, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna break down NBA Top Shot. A lot of more question asking in, on this one and then we'll take a look at the NBA. Are you looking at watching March Madness? I don't know what March Madness is. It scares me. Well, that's that's different. It shouldn't scare you because it's just basketball for college. Oh, well, then you're in the right place. Check out the Around the Dapper Sports Pod Twitter. Check out his TikTok. He never told us he had a TikTok. Yeah, he has a TikTok. Check out his Instagram or even call his cell phone. No, please do not do that. Well, okay, well. I can call his cell phone? No, you can't. Well, <clears throat> dang it. Well, check it out because all week long before March Madness begins, this upcoming Thursday, he's going to break down players that you might be able to spot and you might be able to snag when it comes to the new rookie badges next year. Well, what does that even mean? Well, a lot of times, people don't really know who the best rookie is coming out in the NBA when rookie badges are open on the first S1, S2, or S3 type of pack. But watching NCAA and knowing your basketball players that are coming from college will get you prepared to know who to grab and whose rookie badge to value. So you're saying I just have to, like, look at his Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok? Yeah. Is this Mickey Mouse? Is that? No. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, it's really that easy. And he'll get you up to date with who your team might pick with projected draft rankings. And also tell you the players to watch, why they're good, and then you can decide for yourself while watching all of them participate in the NCAA March Madness. Oh, boy, that sounds great. Yeah, it does, Mickey Mouse. What's going on? That's what I want to know. Yeah, well, follow him on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook? No, there's no face. TikTok. Yes, TikTok. There you go. All right. Can I go? Yeah, you can go. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. That's okay. Things are gonna be okay. And did you know I could fit three people in this closet? I bet you didn't. I bet you didn't. That's an awfully big closet you got there! Thanks, Mickey. I thought you left. Alright, so, welcome to the breakdown of NBA Top Shot. And yeah, we're gonna do a little reflection. We're gonna namaste. We're gonna, this is the second time I've said namaste today. But we're gonna, you know, talk about obviously what's coming up, what you should look for in the upcoming weeks. But at the same time, a little bit of reflection and maybe uh, maybe what you would like to see from NBA Top Shots. So first, when I was telling you, hey, why I put this out on Saturday, because I could have sworn that Roham said in the beginning of this week that he was going to do a Spaces, Twitter Spaces, on Saturday. 
But guess what? There's more than one Saturday in March. That's right. And if you looked at the date, I would have known that it was March 19th. So next week, I am going to drop a special pod after Roham Speaks on NBA Twitter. So if you have a life, if you have family, if you have friends, everything that I don't have, don't worry because... I will keep you up to date with all of that stuff because guess what? I don't have a life and I live for you. That's right, guys. I live for you. Um, But really, I'm going to be taking a look at his spaces. And if you guys just want to get caught up after that, I'm going to recap everything he said in his Twitter spaces interview. And that way, you know, you can go on and do your thing. You can't be like, oh, I don't want to miss Roham spaces interview. And some of you might be saying, why would I listen to this pod? Because he records it. Well, let me tell you one thing. I've been in these spaces things. And the last one I was in, it was a lot of talking and not needing to be there for. And there's like within it a lot of things that you just pick. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, You can argue with me on that if you want to. But if you just want to get the quick gist, I'm going to respond and being like, hey, this is what he said. This is the analysis I took away in my own, you know, personal opinion. And then I'm going to take a look at, you know, Reddit, uh, Discord, Twitter. Uh, There's some groups I'm in on in Facebook and just talk to people and see what they thought and try to give you a breakdown of that as well. So look for that next Saturday. If you want to watch his spaces, you can do that as well. I believe it's happening at 1230 Central Time. Um, Yeah, I believe it's like 1230 or so Central Time. If not what do you need to be there for you're already gonna listen to my pod so i got you um but yeah so i will be doing that next week but today since we are moving on from that news of roham having an interview it will be interesting to see what he does say next week and hopefully it's something that will uh, and like people have said it does positively impact the market he does have a way of doing that in these uh twitter spaces but we've also seen it like spike and then come back down. So if anybody says, yo, there's going to be a big boom after Roham's news, maybe. But it's just as likely that there might not be. Like, he's only done so many of these. Um, I saw some people like really hyping it up. And I was like, well, no, but I've also listened to him where like it spiked for like a day just very quickly. And then people were like, oh, why did we why did we buy everything up? Why did we? Huh? I don't know either, folks. So, this week, we also had the NBA All-Star drop. We had the trade-ins. Real quick, I know I saw a lot of people asking, hey, I got these trade-in tickets, but guess what? I still wasn't able to get a pack because it was only this many for the trade tickets. You know, that's how big that queue was, or this and this and this. Don't worry, they are having one more um, drop that will be using this trade ticket scenario so if you have some left over don't panic otherwise you're gonna have to build up to like what 360 trade tickets to get an s1 pack i don't bet you want to do that so hopefully they give everybody a chance to use up all the trade tickets but right now do not panic know that you have another opportunity to do that and i'm gonna go you know i'm gonna go because some people didn't mind this i'm gonna say that that might be an option in the future now i don't know that but i can just see them trying to make that an option with people who were very satisfied with this for the most part though when i was looking around reddit when i was looking at discords it seems to have been something that was yes very hype the moment it was announced 
But then when it did happen, it was met with a lot of indifference because I didn't see the normal chatter in all of these social medias that you know I check. And actually, this week was very quiet over the board for a lot of people asking questions um, about you know trade tickets and all that. I do believe that that had something to do with like how they worded some of the things, how they presented it. I do believe they could have made that much more simple, but they just didn't attack that. So I will say after that big you know announcement that we looked at last week, I think one of the things you first saw were people being like, kind of seems like a Band-Aid, right? And I think Brownout made, you know, on Monday or Tuesday, whatever day that was, was the reaction to that. That was like, oh, you're going to make an announcement that kind of spikes? Well, here's Brownout, right? Because Brownout did, you know, Browntown, whatever you want to call it, did make, um, you know, for a, a day, did make some waves, you know, and then it's kind of dying down now, even though some people are still trading in Bruce Browns. But I think that was, you know, a very good response and how people handled it. Now, now, not everybody. I think some people really did like this trade ticket scenario. But then you did see a lot of people being like, well, I traded this in and I still got crappy moments that I'll need to trade in again. But then again, folks, you have to remember, like, sometimes that is just going to be what happens. And I know I don't even like to admit that. But that's why sometimes don't buy into, like, FOMO, you know, on a pack. Learn about the pack. Check people who think it's going to be really big. Check people that you know on your social meds. Follow my podcast for one. And yeah, just be diligent with it. You know, I I don't think I really liked any of these packs this week. Um, I know some people it seemed like got a lot more. I don't know how much of that was just me and my Twitter feed. But it was interesting to see the indifference to that news. They also dropped a little bit of news later on last week where they're like hey guys we got the wheel coming and everybody was like what What? the wheel of fortune wheel no the wheel and then they went into a little more detail about that the wheel is basically where when they have a lot of games or technically just a way that they can say hey tonight we're going to be and then spin the wheel and this wheel will have you know rebounds blocks steals combination you know a couple of different things that you can follow on that uh wheel and wherever it lands that's what the challenge is going to be based around you know in that game or that game or that game there's a lot of different ways they can use this wheel to me just gonna say this really quick i think right away i was like that's kind of cool and you can watch this wheel uh spin by the way yeah i don't I think it's cool. I think they can do that every night um, or as much as they do that. I know right now they're just doing it on Mondays and I believe Wednesdays. I Don't book me on that. But I just think that's another thing where it's like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. But that's it. Right. Um, it's cool that they do that. It's kind of another way to be transparent. But it was, again, just kind of like, a, right. Everybody's like, oh, a wheel. Now, I do think it's kind of cool that you can watch it. Um, I do, like I said, cool that it's transparent. But it doesn't do much for a lot of people. Really, I think people are still waiting for like different kind of answers. Um, and the wheel tried. It tried its hardest. But, I mean, there's only one wheel that I know people really get excited about. And that's Pat Sajak's wheel. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see how that does in the future. There was some, you know, there was some challenges already used this past week around the wheel. Um, they were kind of just, you know, regular challenges. Didn't do much to garner attention to any of the challenges or anything. So we'll see. But I do want to know 
what you guys think about Top Shot. So again, if you have time, send me an email around the dapper sports pod at gmail.com. You know, on my Twitter, on my Instagram, on my TikTok, which you guys didn't know I had because I always forget about it. But yes, I have a TikTok. It is so confusing to me sometimes. Like I see all these people doing these crazy things. Um, here's the thing. Why is there so many cops on TikTok? Kind of scares me. And now this isn't anything that anybody has to be worried about. But I was just like, how do these cops know how to do all this stuff on TikTok? I don't want to be on a platform that a lot of cops can see what I'm putting on my TikTok. Not that I'm putting anything wrong with it, but I was like, sir, sir, shouldn't you be monitoring these neighborhoods? Shouldn't you be monitoring? What are you doing on TikTok? Yeah, it's just something I noticed real quick. I was like, man, there are a lot of, and I'm kind of new on TikTok. So if you want to give me a follow on TikTok, um, I do have a little skit on there. Uh, It was my first one that I ever did, but check that out. It's kind of about how people react to Top Shot news. Um, Enough plugging, right? But I do want to know what you guys think. What do you guys want to see from Top Shot? We get very far away from some of these questions. So much so that we follow Top Shot so much that it's like we almost wait for them to tell us what we get to do. But I do want to hear what the community wants to be able to do. So it's like, what do you want to do with your moments? What do you want the utility to be? I think that's something that we're really missing out on in NBA Top Shot right now because we've gotten so far away from what some of the things were initially, at least at this point, that... I do think that we don't really hear, like a lot of people right now are just talking about the market being down. But what isn't currently Top Shot doing that you want it to do? I know some people would say burn, but I want to know. Let me know. Um, What do you want them to do with team sets, right? Like in the beginning, we saw the Suns uh, team set holders rewarded for being team set holders. I think that drove a lot of people, myself included, to think that we were going to see a lot more of the same from the other team set holders, but we haven't this year, right? Um, they've only did it once last year, I believe, and I don't believe we saw it again uh, with any other team. So what would you guys think would be fair? You know, should you get discounts on tickets? Should you get transactional fees waived? Um, you know, a lot of people maybe just follow the, Tim- or bought the Timberwolves set because it was the cheapest, but for me, I love the Timberwolves. Um, as they are beating Miami right now and lost to Orlando last night. Not gonna go down that road. But what do you what do you think would be fair? Because I do think that during this time, one thing I've seen is there's a constant thing that kind of gets overlooked, and it's the people who are doing what Top Shot asked first. And that is just being a collector of the moments you want to collect. I believe, personally, and now I don't I don't know much about NBA Top Shot, but the people that buy collect the, the sets. And the people that just buy what they want to buy should be rewarded for doing those things. Just like they talked about doing. And maybe it's still in the bag. It probably is. But I do think we're getting far away from it. Far away from those questions being asked and far away from them telling us news about it. Here's another one. NBA Top Shot was supposed to be coming out with Hardcourt. Now I bet that's going to take long. And people are like, what is Hardcourt? I never heard about it. NBA Top Shot Hardcourt was supposed to be basically the game. I believe that's also what Ultimate Moments were supposed to be for, too. Within that, they were all supposed to have the app. Now, again, hasn't even been two years yet, but we're getting closer. And every every you know day, we get a little closer. And every day, I think people are still like, hey, let's not get so far away. The, the weird thing to me is that some of the people in NBA Top Shot don't even know what Hardcourt is. I think more people would be bullish on that if they knew that was coming. 
but we haven't heard anything from Top Shot about Hardcore or an app for like four to five months. So we have users on here that don't even know those things were in the plans. I think they need to get back to that. So I'm not saying, you know, we deserve them to say, hey, this is all our plans. But we do deserve better communication. And no, we're not always going to be winners on NBA Top Shot. And no, we're not always going to be able to flip all of our moments. And no, the market will go down regardless. But during all of that, there should be one constant theme. And they're doing the right step by doing the thing on Twitter with Roham. But the one constant stream should be talking to your investors in a lot of ways. And no, it's not investing. But in a lot of ways, I do feel like some people have put so much into Top Shot. And I'm talking about some of these people that are you know, whales. Some people in the middle who I do sometimes think get a little overlooked, uh, who don't follow sets on this. I think some of those people can really prop up some of the things on Top Shot, but they also don't get heard and don't go, but hey, I'm collecting for fun and I like this. But in the back of their mind, I do think we don't address that enough. Like, what do you get for just collecting for fun? And I think when you address those people, you should address them with like, hey, here's how that hardcore thing is going um here's how the app is coming on and just because you know some people just have fun with this and flipping or don't really check top shot ever or you're trying to gain new uh people in nba top shot i still think it's important that we're focusing on every kind of collector and if top shot has made it so it's a little too hard for them to talk to all those audiences then personally my opinion then they maybe have opened up too many doors too fast. And that will make some people kind of run away. Um, and I'm not saying again, guys, I'm never saying that this is done, right? I'm just saying there could be a better way to communicate with their users. Because at the end of the day, that's the kind of product I like. Uh, I know that's not always gonna happen, but I think my listeners, like you guys out there who maybe are frustrated, deserve it. So, with that being said, I'm wrapping up that breakdown on NBA Top Shot, a little Bomani Jones style there, and let's check out the NBA. So, as we take a look at the NBA, just wanted to say real quick, not a lot of new injuries. Um, I know Jimmy Butler is out for a little bit still. I know the Cleveland Cavaliers are still banged up. I know the Bulls are coming back to full health. KD's returned with the Brooklyn Nets. But when it comes to injuries, not a lot to report on that. So let's get to the meat and potatoes, shall we? That's what you came for, the meat and the potatoes. Uh, so let's start with the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat, who are actually right now tied with like four minutes left with the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are 45-23, and 2.5 games up on the second-place team, which is Milwaukee Bucks. They are 42-25. and 25. And if we go down another spot, it is the Philadelphia 76ers who are 40 and 25. And I hope you guys caught that game, I believe, on Thursday. Uh, ben Simmons returned to Philadelphia, got the booing, got the FU chance, all of that greatest. But the only team that didn't really show up besides Ben Simmons, you know, not playing, was the Philadelphia 76ers themselves. So they lost that game in a blowout to the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm sorry, like, James Harden does has a way in not every game of kind of not showing up to some bigger games. But it's still early. It's just, you know, when you see two teams get in a trade, 
and one team comes out, you know, beating the Wolves, beating the Knicks, you know, really starting to celebrate, you're like, wow, this you know team is very powerful. But that's why the NBA season is so long. There's you know, so many ups and downs with the team. So much you have to do game in, night in and night out. So yeah, we'll see if you know. Obviously they'll bounce back, but I'd love to see that matchup in the playoffs. 76ers again, 40 and 25, 3.5 behind the number one Miami Heat. Then we have the Chicago Bulls, 40 and 26. After that, it's the scorching hot, won't stop being hot, Boston Celtics. They are 41 and 27. They are tied with the Bulls four games back and 8-2 and two in their last 10, winners of five straight. Then we have the aforementioned Cleveland Cavaliers, who are banged up but hanging on. 38-28, and 28, six games back of that number one seed in the Miami Heat. And in the play-in spot right now, it's the Toronto Raptors at 36-38 and 38 games behind the Miami Heat and two behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Brooklyn Nets, 34-33. and 33. They're getting healthy now. Um, they're winners of two straight. I definitely think they'll make a late push. I'd be surprised if they didn't. And then in the 9-10 and 10 spot, we have the Hornets, who are very much struggling. I know they won the other night, but very much struggling right now without Gordon Hayward. They are 33-35. and 35. And then the Atlanta Hawks, right behind them, both you know, 12 games behind that first seed. They are 32-34. and 34. The Wizards, two games back right now of that last play-in spot. But then, you know, maybe the Knicks make a push. Um, it's getting kind of late, though. The Wizards seem like the only other team, really, that could make a push. I'd be surprised if the Knicks... Um, I don't believe the Pacers are even close to being in anymore. So, yeah, you're kind of just looking at the Wizards right there in that play-in spot. So one of those teams, you know, the Hornets, Hawks, or Wizards, um, one of those teams will be knocked out. I believe it will be the Wizards. We'll see. Um, Hornets have been really struggling as of late. To finish up that conference, though, it is the Knicks, like I said before mentioned, 16.5 games back of first place, followed by the Pacers, who, again, really out of it, 22 and a half games out of first place, followed by the Pistons and Magic, running out with 18 wins apiece. So, when we look at the Western Conference, they're still going strong. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns, 53-14, and 14, and they are the first team in the NBA to already clinch a playoff spot. They have pretty much very close to locking up that number one seed. Right behind them, 7.5 games behind. It is the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant at 46 and 22. Behind them is the Warriors at 45 and 22. Eight games back of the Suns, followed by the Jazz, who are 11.5 games back at 41 and 25. The Dallas Mavericks, 41 and 26. They are 12 games back and 0.5 games back of the Utah Jazz and then we have the Denver Nuggets who are 40 and 27 one game behind the Dallas Mavericks and in the play-in spot we have my Minnesota Timberwolves who are very hot and then dropped one the other night to the Orlando Magic yeah I don't like even saying it but they are 38 and 30 they are two game two and a half games behind the Nuggets followed by the Clippers who would be in that other play-in spot they are 35 and 34. They are four games behind the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then we round out in that play-in spot with the LA Lakers, 29 and 37. They are even you know, eight games, eight and a half games behind the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then the New Orleans Pelicans, who have slipped into that last play-in spot. They have lost four in a row. Um, they do look better. And there's been talk of maybe Zion returning. He's returned to some... Uh, 
contact, and you know, I believe he's playing like three-on-three basketball right now. Um, so that's good news for the New Orleans Pelicans. If they can fit him in right before the playoffs, that would be you know a sneaky team. They would have to get some chemistry going, but they've really pulled it together um, right prior before the All-Star break. They've really gotten a, a good meshing team there with C.J. McCollum. They are about you know, two and a half games back of the L.A. Clippers. And then there's two other teams. Um, right behind them, the Spurs. There are 27 games back of first place. There are also three games, or I'm sorry, one game behind the Pelicans. So are the Trailblazers, but the Trailblazers have lost six in a row. I, I believe they're kind of waving the right flag there. Teams that are most likely now out of the playoffs as well. Remember, they had a they had a playoff guarantee this year. The Kings really wanted to make it, but it does look like that's all but sailed there. They are about, uh, let's see as I can do math here, they're about six and a half games out of that last spot that the Pelicans are in right now. They are followed by the Thunder at 20 and 46, and the Lone Rockets, who have the worst record in the league, they are 17 and 50. When we take a look at stats, it's LeBron James who's been going off as of recently against the Warriors, and then the other night versus uh, Kyle Kuzma in the Washington Wizards. He's averaging 29.7, and a reminder that LeBron James actually is shooting the most he's ever shot in his career, which, when you look at aging stars, if the team is crumbling around him, not a good sign. Really. Uh, you got to think, he's been in the league almost 20 years now. It's like, this is when he's shooting the most? Not a great time for him at his age. But still, he's kind of like Tom Brady. So 29.7, he is averaging a night. He's technically tied uh, just one percentage off. I just saw it drop, actually. Joel Embiid, 29.6. And Giannis Akatempo at 29.6 as well, followed by DeMar DeRozan at 28.1. And Luka Doncic, who has been red hot after, you know, right around the All-Star break, 28.1 as well. Rebounds per game, it's Rudy Gobert with 14.7. And Nikola Jokic at 13.9, right behind him, followed by Demana Sabonis at 12.2. When we look at assists, Chris Paul still the leader there. Word is he is... Trying to ramp up sooner. I hope they just keep him out to the playoffs as they've uh, clinched their spot in Phoenix. He's averaging still 10.7. James Harden at 10.3. And then Trey Young at 9.4. When we take a look at three-point percentage, it's, yeah, you guys would have guessed it, right? Luke Kennard, 45.6 on the season, followed by Cameron Johnson at 44.8. And here's a random stat. Did you know that, uh, I was going to say Steph Curry, but do you know that Seth Curry, all-time, in his career in the NBA, 44% three-point shooter. I had no idea. That is absurd to shoot for a career. And he's been a really good addition for the Brooklyn Nets. But when it comes to blocks per game, it is the defensive juggernaut. I just like his style of play right now. He's really fitting in there with the Memphis Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson Jr. And it's also because he took so long to come back from that injury that he had. He was out for like a year and a half, almost two years. Uh, Rudy Gobert also tied with him at 2.2, and Robert Williams at 2.1. And then when we look at steals, DeJounte Murray, who has really done a great job of leading that category the entire year, he leads with 2.1. That's it for the NBA. We'll talk more. Again, look at my Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, breaking down some of the prospects that you can look for in March Madness. We'll talk about them more during the march into the playoffs as we get closer to the NBA draft. But take a look at that because it's some useful information so you can know that's something I've just seen throughout NBA Top Shot is that not everybody's familiar with the rookies coming in and it's a good way just to get ahead of the game and know some of the players that 
uh, are coming up and that you can watch in March Madness in the upcoming week. Let's head on over. Holds up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Wins the game at the buzzer! Well, I tried to tell you guys that I was trying to make podcasts shorter, but guess what? I love to talk. I love this closet. I actually live here now. Um, my girlfriend kicked me out of the bed. She said, just stay in the closet. It seems like you love that more than you love me. And I said, baby, why are you doing this to me? It's your guy, Kai. And I said, okay, I'm going to the closet. Kidding. I'm kidding. She just heard it. We call it the Pasudio. And if you're a fan of the MTV Challenge, you're like, the Pasudio. But if you're not, which you probably aren't, then you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. But thanks for listening. Uh, Welcome to NFL All Day. Again, not a whole lot going on in NFL All Day, just to be honest. But there was something that um, I'm going to talk about real quick. One thing that I wanted to see is they continue advertising NFL All Day on the NFL Network. I've seen it now like almost every day. I feel like I see a couple things talked about NFL All Day or like a quick commercial or like an advertisement piece. That's been pretty cool to see them taking that advertising seriously i don't know how much it's drawing in to nfl day you know when i look at the market um it's, it's still closed beta obviously but when we talk about closed beta maybe we won't be talking about that much longer and that's some um, you know speculation but over the week we saw a new commercial and who did that commercial have in it none other than with patrick mahomes and going right for it like patrick mahomes is the best nfl player that i can think of I mean, obviously, there's that's opinion, right? Um, but if I feel like if you really went around the entire country and you said, who is the best NFL player? To me, I, I believe a lot of people are going to say it, Patrick Mahomes. I think it just rolls out the tongue now. I mean, he is still amazing, even though he lost to Cincinnati in the um, AFC Conference Championship. It was really cool to see him get. And so in that commercial... They said that March 15th, something's coming. Nobody knows what that is. Is that going to be a pack drop? Um, It certainly could be. I mean, that wouldn't be anything special, but maybe he's going to be ripping packs. Uh, Maybe he's going to be in the Discord. We don't know yet. It's all speculation. And here's some other things. I mean, check out the commercial if you haven't, but it is nice to see all these big names. Like DJ Reed with the Seahawks, he keeps talking about NFL all day. I keep seeing other NFL uh, players mention it. You know, I added one uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm forgetting his name, but he like talked back to me about it. And I was like, yo, dude, you should come on the pod. And he was like, no, but thanks, man. He didn't say no. Who could say no to me, right? Uh, But yeah, really cool to see them get Patrick Mahomes. Really cool to kind of see this push with advertising and I know NFL all days market's not what like a lot of us maybe were thinking it was going to be in the beginning but it's okay because it's still far far too early you got to remember we're not even in open beta okay we're just in closed beta they still I believe have the last time I checked it was like 75,000 out of the 80,000 people inside NBA Top Shot um have actually like boughten or tried to buy a moment I believe, you know, so that's 5,000 people that are in it that don't even, I feel like, realize that they're in it already. They haven't done anything in NFL all day. So it's still really new. And Patrick Mahomes tweeted the commercial out on his Twitter, so you have to think there. That's like 2.8 million people right there who just saw Patrick Mahomes, if they're checking their Twitter, you know, if they're not bot accounts, um, that saw Patrick Mahomes talking about NFL all day. That's really big news. So I'm wondering, are they opening NFL all day? 
Are we going to get an influx? Now, I personally don't think it will be that many people off the bat. Um, I'm not saying that 2.5 million people are going to try, but it could be. It could also be maybe the start of a set. I know a lot of people have been asking, hey, what's going to be the cool cat set of NFL all day? If you're not familiar with NBA Top Shot, cool cat is like their, they call it like their franchise set, right? It's like Top Shot's set that gets you into like all these cool things like the nine lives lounge um, special pack drops uh, special releases they got into nfl all day first what is going to be that one in nfl all day is that coming march 15th we don't know but it was cool to see um let me know what you think it is you know because i can only have so many ideas and i'm not that big of a genius and i know you guys are like hi don't talk about yourself like that but I wanted to hear from you. So hit me up in my DMs. Let me know what you might think it is. Let me know if you're like, no, they already said it was this and you just didn't know. That'd be great too. So that's all the news we're gonna cover on NFL All Day because like I said again, really just been the basic. They haven't started challenges. They haven't started a lot of that. I am trying to figure out like, what do I think they will like release for the first run it back? And I really, okay, I don't know why I'm thinking this, but I think it's gonna be 2001. I just think it's going to be 2001 because there was a lot of memorable plays in 2001. Uh, check that out. You know, the Super Bowl for one was like epic. Um, there are a lot of like longtime standing NFL players, historic greats, Sid McNair, Eddie George. You're like, you're only mentioning Tennessee Titans. Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Randy Moss. I don't know. I just feel like 2001 was a great year for the NFL. Um, I know that's kind of when my interest also kind of kicked up in the NFL. 1998 and I don't want to talk about it no if you have time go google 1998 Gary Anderson missed kick that's my first memory of the NFL and that's when I became a Vikings fan unfortunately I'm sorry Vikings fan school just did it in here but check that out because then you'll know my pain the guy believe it or not didn't miss a kick the entire year miss a 30 yard kick to send us to the Super Bowl where people actually had us beating the Broncos. Now, the Broncos just beat up on Atlanta and won the Super Bowl that year with John Elway, but check that out. And then check out the other eight kicks that our franchises had to send us into some big game. Blair Walsh. I believe Gary Anderson missed another one uh, at a point. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Deep breaths. But, yeah, check that out. Now, we are going to switch to the NFL and I promise you we'll get more information on NFL all day if it comes along. But things are getting spicy in the NFL. I actually got news for you. So if you don't know, this upcoming week is the start of free agency. That means on Monday, they can start talking to players and negotiating and being like, hey, are you interested in us? We kind of like you. Are you interested in us? Yeah, we kind of like you too. That happens on Monday. They can pretty much sign deals on Monday, but they can't officially report them until Wednesday where things really start going down, where you see players just getting signed left and right on Wednesday. So start checking your phone. I know um, it's going to be a big week for me. I love NFL free agency and the start of it. Check that out. But we even had things that went down before the beginning of uh, the signing period. We had some trades. And we had some signings. So let's start right there. Aaron Rodgers going back to the Packers. Four years, $200 million. That means he's going to get $50 million a season. And along with that, Devontae Adams was franchise tech. Which, I mean, 
look at that, like right there. They didn't think that Devontae Adams was even coming back. You know, I, I remember tweeting something that like, he just bought a house in Las uh, Vegas. Speculation, right? Uh, is he going to the Raiders? No, he's going right back with Aaron Rodgers, who is taking up a lot of money, but I think he is a quarterback that can play for another four years at a high level. Um, I get to watch him. I'm having flashbacks. Nope, not gonna talk about it. So, congratulations to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That's great. Thank you. From a Vikings fan. <sighs> she says. All right, then let's take a look at some other news. Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks forever. Nope. He was traded to Denver. Also, Denver was looking to go after Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, uh, I don't think it was ever close, but right after that, we had the news of Russell Wilson being dealt to Denver. A lot of times when you see that, like when you hear about a team like that, it's like they just kind of move their package. So they probably had something like this lined up for the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers decided, yeah, no, I'm going to sign again with the Packers. So that's default. So then they just went, okay, back up. No. Denver has a great defense. They have great offensive weapons. I don't know how much difference, but Russell Wilson does help from like a player like Drew Locke being the quarterback or even Teddy Bridgewater, who I'm a big fan of, you know, cause he was a Viking, but yeah. So ESPN Adam Schefter said the Denver Broncos acquired Wilson and a fourth round pick in exchange for quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Font, interior defender Shelby Harris, two first round picks, two second round picks and a fifth round pick. That is a lot, but I think Russell Wilson, I know he's had like a couple seasons, he had the thumb injury. I think they'll be fine. Um, I think it's a great addition for the Denver Broncos. And I think it'll be nice to see uh, Russell Wilson outside of a Pete Carroll offense. I know he won one Super Bowl with Pete Carroll, but that offense can be limited with unlimited. You remember when, Google that, when Russell Wilson said that. But I do think that is a quarterback that can still kind of be unlocked. I mean, he's not that old with Russell Wilson. I know he doesn't maybe have the mobility at this age as much as he had when he was younger, but I think they'll be great with Russell Wilson. So another move that was made was Carson Wentz going to the Washington Commanders. Uh, they unlocked. I mean, the Colts really got out of one here. They had Carson locked in with a huge salary. Um, and now the Colts will have their fifth different quarterback for five straight years. I know that there are some other quarterbacks that people have been talking about. Maybe Kirk Cousins, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is another quarterback that we see dealt to the Colts. But yeah, Carson Wentz getting moved to the Washington Commanders. And that's a head scratcher for me. Um, Carson Wentz, I think we're starting to see the limit with him. I think before he got, you know, a couple of his surgeries, he was a different player, maybe more mobile, maybe a better arm. Um, but he just holds on to the ball too long quite frankly, and I think we're going to see this kind of flop with Washington. I don't think they have the things here to make Carson Wentz successful that the Colts didn't, so we'll see, and maybe you're disagreeing at home. Maybe you're like, screw this pod, but personal opinion. So Carson Wentz gets dealt to the Washington Commanders. The Colts will look for a new quarterback, and they also get out of the salary, which opens up a ton of cap space for the Indianapolis Colts really weird that the Washington Commanders, now that's their new name, their short name could be the Commies. Isn't that something? Isn't that weird? Now think about everything going on right now. Their, their last name, their, like their name for the team, they'd be like, go Commies! 
Yeah, Washington. All right. Jeez, help us all. All right. So, but there are rumors still uh, swirling around to look for players like Derek Carr being dealt. I know the Cleveland Browns had one time had interest in Derek Carr. I know sometimes the Raiders don't like Derek Carr. I think he was much better this past year. Another player like my Minnesota Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins, that's another player that you could see be dealt. And lastly, Friday also brought us the news that Deshaun Watson, who was out all of last year, who before any of his legal stuff wanted to be dealt from the Houston Texans, he was cleared of all of his charges and will not be facing um, any repercussion for any of the accusations made against him. Now he could still, now he could still face a civil suit um, but that won't keep him out of the NFL. So look for Deshaun Watson. Now that he's able to play, he will also be uh, dealt at some point to another team. You know, it could be the Colts. The Vikings were a team that looked at him. Philadelphia, there's plenty of teams that were looking into Deshaun Watson. Now, with that, because of the things that, you know, just because, yes, he was found to getting off on, you know, the criminal charges that he has. But there's still a little bit of, like, obviously, with anybody who has that many people come out against him and say that he did these things, there's still, like, the NBA, the NFL is trying to set a precedence here with women in the NFL. They're trying to draw more. They're trying to have women GMs. I don't know how a woman GM or, uh, you know, you can disagree with me if you want, but, like, how is that going to look? Um with a player like that. Now, I know you can say that he's been let off on some of these charges, but he still can face civil charges. Um, and we'll just see. You know, I'm not the guy to ask on that. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know a lot about this. It's quite frankly, a topic that I don't need to get too invested in because I don't know much even about the stuff that was involved. I just know it wasn't good. And, like, yeah. So, that's where we'll leave it. And, uh, so, yeah, Deshaun Watson. You know, they already have David Mills as well in Houston. They liked him. He looked really good. Actually, he looked like the best rookie out of any of the rookies last year, and a lot of people weren't expecting that. So we'll be seeing Deshaun Watson in a new uniform, and um, some people have to deal with the things that come with it. One last thing there, too, as the Bears did get rid of Khalil Mack. They sent him to the Chargers for a second and a six-round pick. That really helps the Chargers, and right now, honestly, the Chargers have a little more cap space. There's some rumors that they're looking at uh, Gronk, who I believe is going to be playing next year. That would really help them because they uh, don't have a, a, a solid tight end. I don't even know any of the tight ends when I looked on there. That's huge for a team like the Chargers. You know, adding Khalil Mack to that you know second line of uh, their defense in the linebackers area. That defense is kind of scary. Um, great slinger already on one side with you know with Justin Herbert. Great move, in my opinion, for the Chargers. When it comes to Chicago, we'll see. I mean, they always tend to seem to build up a defense in Chicago, so they're obviously not worried about that. Um, kind of helps them out with cap space, too. They can kind of rearrange things differently, and they get a couple of picks to help build it around uh, their quarterback, Justin Fields. So let's finish up today's pod by talking about NFL free agency. We will continue the NFL draft footage. <laughs> footage. Come on, Kyle. It's getting late now. The coffee's running. We will continue the NFL draft review uh, next week when we take a look at 21 through 32. Again, my podcast, though, like, I want the people who are NFT fans to also be informed football or basketball or whatever sport fans. You know, I want NFT. 
uh, sports fans to be informed about what's going on in the NFT space. I think that's how we build a strong community. And again, I want this podcast to be about you guys. So always share your opinions, everything with me, because I want this podcast to be your voice. And I'm just the voice. And if you kick me off this island like a survivor, well then, Jeff Probst is coming with me and you will have nothing. I swear. No. So let's take a look at some of the free agencies and what consensus is saying about who are the best players that are out there right now. Just to finish up the pod real quick. Now, again, Wednesday, they can officially sign. Monday, that's when they, you know, hypothetic or bunny ears, that's when they can start talking. But with technology and everything, you know that they can already talk to each other and know each other. To me, there's no such thing as tampering anymore. You know, that'd be like figuring out where you're going and talking to the people about, hey, can you have me here on this team? Would you want me? I don't think that exists anymore because there's so much technology. They all know each other. So at the least, you know, they probably have an idea of where they're going or at least where they want to go, right? And that team is probably aware of it. So let's take a look at the consensus. So one of the players, maybe the best defensive player, obviously when I was looking through the uh, draft, or not the draft, but the free agency analysis, he was like the number one uh, player in free agency. JC Jackson, cornerback from the Patriots. Now he's 26. It seems like the Patriots do this all the time. We're not going to pay you when you have this upcoming, you know, contract coming your way. And we're definitely not going to pay you if it's super high. And I think they think people are going to overpay here. And it's the Patriots. I mean, they seem to do a great job with building up uh, players in their system regardless. So. I know a lot of Patriots fans didn't like that J.C. Jackson wasn't franchise tagged by them. Uh, I know he's had a great last, you know, two, three seasons, but I don't think it will hurt them that bad. Um, I just think it's a very capable coaching staff. So after we took a look at this, the last couple of years, he has totaled 17 interceptions at the cornerback position. Um, the past two years, he's been in New England and then led the NFL last year with passes deflected in 2021. A couple teams that have been rumored to be going after him, the Cardinals, the Raiders, who definitely could use a new secondary and some help, the Seahawks, and my Minnesota Vikings are another team that could be targeting him. I don't think we will go after him. I think that would be maybe too much money for us, but whoever it is, I think the Patriots are betting that they're going to overpay him. So we'll see with that. Uh, great cornerback, though. When it goes to number two, Teron Armstead, offensive tackle. Now, this says a lot about the depth of offensive tackle in this uh, free agency class. He's 31. Great player um, when he plays. Now, that's a player that I think I, I believe when I was reading this, it was like five out of the last nine seasons. He's missed at least eight games. Not great. The offensive line, you don't want hurt. You don't want him banged up. Now, I know it's going to happen. But again, when he shows up and he plays, he's great. A three-time uh, Pro Bowl player. But he's never played a full season yet in the NFL. People that are looking at him, the Cincinnati Bengals, who definitely could use help uh, on their offensive line. That was their biggest weakness, and I think we all saw that throughout the playoffs and their run to the Super Bowl. The Dolphins is another one. The Colts and the Seahawks are all interested in his work for their team. Number three. Von Miller, edge rusher, linebacker, whatever you want to call him. Von Miller got traded over the course of last season to the um, Los Angeles Rams from the Broncos. 
I think it's down to two teams with him, and I think that's the consensus as well. I think he could either come back to the LA Rams, but he has been tweeting like these like little like cryptic tweets that he wants to go back to the Broncos. That would be great for them. Get him back there, win another Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. I know Denver would be happy about that. Um, but it doesn't look like anybody thinks he's going anywhere other than back to a Super Bowl and winning team or back home to the Denver Broncos. He really played well in the playoffs. He had 22 pressures over the course of the playoffs and came very, uh, he came up big in the conference championship game and had some great pressures in the Super Bowl as well. Uh, another linebacker player, again, released by the Seattle Seahawks, Bobby Wagner, who played his entire career with the Seattle Seahawks. It kind of does look, and now they don't admit this, but it kind of does look like they're going into some sort of rebuild in the Seattle Seahawks franchise. They aren't saying that, though, so they did release him, though, uh, the day of the Russell Wilson trade. Six-time All-Pro Bowler. Um, has plenty left in the tank. He had a great season last year, coming off a career high, 170 tackles, and his eighth Pro Bowl selection players, or teams that are interested in him, Chargers, Rams, Eagles, and Cowboys, all would be great additions. Now, again, with the Rams, maybe if they don't bring back uh, Von Miller. Chargers, they did just get Khalil Mack, but that would be lethal. Um, I know they have some money to spend still. And the Eagles uh, would be another team. I'm not sure. The Cowboys are, are, are really cutting people with their salary you know they just traded away actually while i was recording this pod uh to cleveland forgetting his name right now amari cooper that's another guy that just got traded amari cooper got sent to cleveland uh during the course of recording so number five chandler jones he is an edge rusher double digit sacks in six of his past seven seasons between the patriots and the cardinals missing out only uh because of the injury shortened 2020 season he had He's on the lookout for his second Super Bowl ring. Uh, maybe it's a short-term deal. Who knows? People that are looking at Chandler Jones, Seahawks, Broncos, Dolphins, and Patriots. And Chandler Jones, again, kind of in that state where you start to look maybe just a Super Bowl chaser, 32 as an edge rusher. Um, but again, these players are, are so good. You know. Um, guess what, by the way? Breaking news. Timberwolves beat the Heat. Take that, Jimmy Butler. And tell them in Miami Heat fans, I'm sorry for saying that during the podcast. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, cornerback, 31. He had a good run with the Patriots. Again, he wasn't brought back this year. 29 Defensive Player of the Year, named to the Pro Bowl last season. And only played nine games for the Panthers. So he is a man-to-man cover corner. Um, uh, that can be tricky. Man-to-man corners don't age great. Revis is a man-to-man cornerback. He, he hasn't you know, had a great season with the Buccaneers. He was so, so... Um, I'm sorry, not Revis, Sherman. Uh, Darrell Revis was another player who was like man-to-man. It just seems like they break down earlier uh, the most because you have to have so much speed and you can't lose a step in that position. So that would be interesting. Players that are looking at Stephon Gilmore, Panthers, Seahawks, Broncos, and Texans. As as you notice a little trend here, the Broncos are really going for it, I think. Um, Funny, it seems like they're doing more without uh, Elway at the helm, just in my opinion. Another great player that a lot of people would like to have, Tyran Matthew, um, Honey Badger, great heart and soul player of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, He's been the head guy there in the backfield for four straight AFC championship games. So a smart player, well, um, with the Cardinals, I believe he was with Houston, 
Um, I know he battled some injuries. I know he had the concussion in the playoffs last year. He may go back to the Chiefs, but he is a free agent. So there are other teams that are interested in him. The Ravens, I know, are really big into him. And that makes sense with them being like very defensive focused in their franchise. Another player would, uh, another team would be the Washington Commanders. Another, well, our first wide receiver, and probably the best wide receiver in this free agency, Allen Robertson. Now, he hasn't had a good quarterback for the past couple of seasons, but he still does seem to produce fine. You know, it, it has been kind of hard to watch who he is as a wide receiver because of the quarterback play that he's had. Um, he didn't have a great season last year. Totally, he was franchise tagged by the Chicago Bears, but he's a free agent. And, you know, it would be hard for the Bears, in my opinion. I don't know who they're going to go to. I, I don't think they have a ton of depth with that wide receiver core. Um, but people that are very interested in him are teams like the Browns, uh, the Jaguars, the Dolphins. And I do believe in this, you could also maybe see a team get him on the low if a lot of people look at his past production so maybe he sneaks into a team like the Dallas Cowboys or um you know I think he would if he does not get what he's thinking he might just look for a team to go and win and, and boost his stock maybe just sign a one-year deal that we've seen a lot with other players uh number nine Carlton Davis he was could have been franchise tagged last year, but he wasn't because Chris Godwin got uh, franchise tagged with the Buccaneers. But he had a great season last year, and I guess much better in zone to zone than man to man. So he'd be going probably to a different scheme than he had to play with with the Buccaneers. And teams that like him are the Jets, Cardinals, Chargers, and Seahawks. Now. When it comes to guards, Brandon Scherf, 30, first-time free agent. He has spent uh, his whole career with the Washington you know, team and now the Washington Commanders, uh, but in the past five seasons has been very injured, but another one of those linemen that when he plays, very good, but he's been injury-prone. Uh, it still hasn't stopped him from making five Pro Bowls. So if you're looking to upgrade your line, Jaguars, 49ers, Jets, and again, the Bengals. And as I was looking at this, I was like, man, a lot of injury-prone players for the Bengals to build up their offensive line. Let's see, maybe they'll do something in the draft, uh, contrary to like looking at free agency. So, I mean, that can be risky. Another player that is available, Marcus Williams. He has spent his career with the Saints. He is 25 safety and he was good. I mean, the one thing you remember him for was the Minnesota Miracle. Sorry to bring that back up, uh, but he can very much roam. In his first um, four, five seasons, he has had 15 career interceptions. People that could really use a player like that, the Lions, Washington, and if the Chiefs don't bring back uh, Honey Badger, that would be another player that they could bring back. And I still think he has a lot of high upside um, you know, besides that Minnesota miracle, though, I will say he does tend to do that more often, I think, than people realize is he might be too aggressive in his spot where it actually leads to bigger plays being made. But sometimes you want that risky player, right? That may go in there and try to you know, get a pick. Another lineman that we could see uh, sign with either the Steelers, 
uh, was a consensus, Buccaneers or Falcons, is Ryan Jett. Now, he is 30 years old, center, picked a great time to make his first Pro Bowl last year. Um, Buccaneers already have lost uh, a surprise retirement with, I'm forgetting his name right now, um, another lineman, sorry about that. But Jensen, he could go back, but he chose to not resign and go into free agency to give him some leverage. Makes a lot of sense, especially in this NFL free agency class. Then we can take a look at another player on the edge, age 29. I can't believe he's 29 already. Javonde Clowney. He, I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to say I'm a big fan. Remember, he was the number off pick. Um, had a great season last year with the Browns opposite, you know, Miles Garrett, who plays on the other side there. His best year since 2018, he had nine sacks. And another thing with him, a weird player, fifth year and fifth different team with Javon Clowney. So teams looking at him, Jaguars, Broncos, Ravens, and Bengals. Now, Hassan Reddick, another edge rusher. As you can see, there's a lot of them in this uh, beginning of the free agency. He's a former first round pick, uh, has done a lot of that, you know, one and prove it year deal kind of thing there. A lot of players or teams after him right now. Uh, last year, 11 sacks for the 2021 Panthers. So maybe he's looking to get even a bigger deal. Uh, teams looking at him, Seahawks, Giants, Eagles, and Vikings. Our first running back in this draft class is going to be Cordell Patterson. You can call him a wide receiver. He was with the Vikings. <laughs> um, just a really crazy offensive weapon, right? Last year from the line of scrimmage, 1,166 yard in his first primary role as running back. And man, he's been with a lot of teams that didn't do that. Like the Patriots, the Vikings, I think it was with the Bears as well. He is a free agent. Um, he's a dual threat. And man, can he run with the ball? I love watching Cordell Patterson. He's a good kick returner, a punt returner if you need one. Team's looking at him. The Dolphins, Falcons, Patriots, and 49ers. And then we get to players like Odell Beckham, 29. A lot of people think he's just going to be resigning with the Rams, wide receiver. Now, again, he probably will be out all of next season or most of it with that ACL. So he might get resigned on the low with the LA Rams. I know that's what they both thought. Another player, Dwayne Brown, offensive tackle. Yeah, he's still playing. Uh, 36, Dwayne Brown. And honestly, that guy had a great year last year. Made a Pro Bowl, his fifth. But again, with the Seahawks rebuilding, he kind of was pushed out and uh, no talk of him resigning there. So teams looking at him are the Saints, Bears, Steelers, and Colts. So a couple more players that I will mention here before we go out, Jameis Winston. You know, he's gonna be another time free agent. Uh, we'll see, the Saints could easily bring him back. He was injured, I know he's been rehabbing and is ready to play when the season starts next year. 20, he's a guy to watch for. Roger Saffield, guard, 33. Had a great season last year as he made his first Pro Bowl. Um, released for salary reasons by the Titans, Cardinals, Ravens, Bengals, and Bears are looking at him. We kind of mentioned Rob Gronkowski, although I didn't see anybody mention the Chargers. I have seen some people on Twitter that do write articles, like talk about it. I'm, so I'm just surprised. Um, he might also be a player that signs much, much later, like after spring training, um, or I'm, yeah. in that case, 
future Hall of Famer, obviously, who wouldn't want that? And he still is probably a top seven, top eight tight end in the league. So Rob Gronkowski, uh, players or teams that are also looking at him, Jets, Bengals, Cardinals, Titans. We have Michael Gallup, wide receiver, solid number two. He, you know, coming off an ACL tear, but the year prior to that, 1,100 yards. His lightnings, I, I love him as a wide receiver. The only thing that gets into the way of that is his injury history. Um, Cowboys looking at bringing him back. Colts, Bears, and Patriots. We got guys like uh, Marcus May, safety. Had a great year uh, a couple years ago with the Jets. Then last year, he tore his Achilles and was out. It really hurt him, and he was on the franchise tag last year. So I know there's been some rumors about trying to bring him back, but I don't think that's going to happen with the Jets. So the Bucks and Eagles, Ravens, and Saints are looking at him. Randy Gregory, another edge rusher as we go through all of these edge rushers. He's 29. He's been suspended, though, four times by the NFL with you know some domestic stuff and uh, semestic uh, substance abuse and has never played more than 14 games in a season, but had a career high with six sacks last year for the Dallas Cowboys, Texans, Cardinals, Chiefs, Jaguars looking at him. When it comes to guards, this is a very you know deep uh, guard free agency. Uh, former six-round pick Bradley Bozeman. He can play either guard or center. He's 27. Um, you know, had his best season last year. People looking at him. Uh, the Giants, Vikings, Steelers, and Bucks. Darius Williams. He's a cornerback, 28. You know, we'll see. Can he be a number one? That would be the type of cornerback that somebody would be like, would take that chance on and be like, yeah, he's going to be our number one. I know he's always played opposite to Jalen uh, Ramsey with the Rams, but you know, he's faced a lot of targets at his time before Jalen Ramsey was even there. So he kind of got put on the back burner there. He's a great cornerback, though. Um, Chargers, Patriots, Eagles, and 49ers looking at him, followed by Evan Ingram, tight end. Again, struggled with injuries and drops. He was supposed to be much better than he has, but maybe a new team would help him. Um, he's been with the Giants last five years, but people looking at him, 49ers, Colts, Cardinals, Bengals, Bills. And then the last guard that I will talk about and last player, Lakin Tomlinson, uh, former first round pick for the Lions. Started 80 of his 80 first games he ever played in the NFL, made it to the Pro Bowl last year and a great run blocker. Um, 49ers, Bengals, Jets, and Dolphins all have been teams mentioned to look at him. So that's what to look for in nfl free agency there are some players that i didn't even mention but i just wanted to give you a look at what people think the top free agents are in this upcoming free agency class remember look at it on monday you'll probably see some things going through already even though they can't confirm it but on wednesday that's when everything can be inked in pen so that is the pod today. I feel like I've talked for a million years. I am so tired of being in this closet. They won't let me out though. They won't let me out. So looks like I'm going to be making my bed in here tonight and just recording more four-hour podcasts. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. So I got to break out of here though in reality and go get something to eat. Thank you for listening. Remember, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok if you like to talk tick. Um, send me an email, whatever you gotta do. It's me, Kai Glensick at Around Dapper Sports. That's pretty much my handle on everything. You know, some of it's a little different. I think my my Gmail maybe is, but 
whatever. You know, I want you guys to have a great weekend, a good next week. We'll cover what Roham says again next week. I'll probably drop a pod in between that. And when I say probably, that means yes, I will. Because um, I can't go so long without saying, hello, guys. love you. Yeah, that's who I am. I'm very needy. But thank you for listening, everybody. I am going to get out of here. I had a great pod today. I hope you guys did too. Still, more coming. We'll get back to the draft. I'm still going to do contests. And keep your head up. I know NFTs and Top Shot and all day and all stuff, it can get very negative. But just focus on what you like to do, and you'll probably have a great time. So, Around the Dapper Sports, signing off. I'm Kai Glensick. Peace.